Well, it's great to be back on a uh, Tuesday. I haven't actually seen this bloke for, is it a month, Peter? I reckon it's, it's, probably... at least, it's at least three shows, so that's a month. Well, that would it? be four because I was not here last week and the two weeks before you had your substitutes in, I think. Yeah, it would be a month. Meanwhile. Oh, I've missed you. Um, I have too. <laughs> All right, mate. Uh, I've got to say with your topic today, where were you a couple of years ago when I needed you? You're doing insomnia today. Your top three tips. Look, absolutely. It's such a common thing these days. Like it's, you know, a lot of patients that I see will talk about sleep and sleep problems, but a lot of people don't realize that a big cause of fatigue, probably the number one cause of fatigue is poor sleep patterns. I think you'd be pretty easy to come to that conclusion, wouldn't you? Oh, uh, you would imagine so, but like people still come in and don't correlate the two. I'm tired. I'm tired all the time. Are you sleeping? Nah. <laughs> all right. I guess well, let's sort of break it down. It's a word you hear a lot. Oh, insomnia means I obviously can't sleep. But how do we actually define insomnia? And how many of us actually suffer from it as a percentage? Well, look, the, from what I was, I've been reading, you know, at least a third of Australians experience insomnia at some point in their lives. But possibly only 5% will get help for it, which is interesting. And um, you could be suffering. So insomnia, there's lots of different categories. There's difficulty falling asleep. There's people that fall asleep okay and wake up during the night, often waking up between, say, 2 and 3 a.m., which you know us naturopaths call the, the liver time of the night. Um, there's people then that wake up too early in the morning as well. And then as a consequence of all of that, you know, waking up feeling tired in the morning. Like generally you've got sleep issues if every morning, whatever the story is, Mm. if every morning when you wake up you feel like you could roll over and go back to sleep and quite literally if you stayed in bed and went back to sleep, you'd sleep longer, you're definitely sleep deprived. So that suggests some sort of sleep problem. I guess that's a little bit different to, oh, it's the weekend. I've got that one or two days off where I can you know, I can sort of sleep in and take advantage of it. One of the ones I, I, I love there, well, I, that's probably the wrong word, but when you mentioned the wake up too early in the morning, that sometimes that's a good thing, isn't it? Because you sort of wake up and you go, oh, what time is it? Oh, I've still got about two and a half hours before I need to get up. If you can get back to sleep, you're okay. Yeah, look, definitely. And that's a, it's funny that, that I do that one a bit. And I'm quite excited about the fact that it's only three o'clock and I've still got another, you know, three hours before I have to get out of bed. But I can go back to sleep quite quickly. It's a shocker if you wake up and you've got about 40 minutes before your time. You know that you're done. Just get up now. Yeah. So, yeah, so sleep, sleep's fascinating. Like sleep, people don't realize that sleep's very much um, our body's programmed for us to sleep. Like if you think of it this way, like how many hours sleep is ideal for us? Oh, well, eight still the magic number, seven to eight. Yeah. So hours. where that where that came from was when you know the start of the industrial age, where there was twenty four hours in a day, so it was eight hours for work, eight hours for sleep, eight hours they called for recreation, which also involved family time and all the other chores and stuff that we have to do. So that's how they pretty much decided that eight hours was the magic number of hours sleep that we needed. Um, and then, you know, some people, some patients I see, you know, nine's probably better. Some even do better with 10 hours sleep. So why but, is that? Well, just different. Is different. We're all different? I mean. Yeah, and different different health parameters too. So we don't realize that like so, so our body's programmed to follow the natural cycle of nature, the circadian rhythm. So in theory, we should wake up with the sun and we should go to bed when it gets dark or not too long thereafter. Um, and then what wakes us up, it's interesting, like our lowest body temperature is about 4.30 in the morning is when our body's at its lowest ebb. That's often when we feel the cold and you're pulling your doona on. 
um, from there our thyroid kicks in, starts to produce thyroid hormone, warming us up, getting us ready to wake up. And then at about 6 or 6.30, depends on what pattern you're in, your hypothalamus, part of your brain, sends a message to your nervous system, your stress response, and about 6, 6.30 or so, it should give you a good shot of cortisol and adrenaline that should wake you up. So we should wake up with that nice turned-on nervous system, refreshed, ready to go. Same as how you see kids wake up. It's almost like a, some sort of commercial for cereal, isn't it, or something. You see, you see this person jump out of bed, yeah, absolutely, sun through the window in the background, yeah. this perfect family there ready to go. Yeah, that's how, that's how we should wake up. But lots of variations happen with that. And then during the day, so our biggest dose of cortisol should be first thing in the morning. And cortisol is cortisone. It's the steroid hormone that we produce naturally. That's what wakes us up. That cortisone level should be down to half by lunchtime, right down by dinner. And by 9 o'clock, that should be just about back to normal. And it needs to drop right down for our brain then to get the message from the hypothalamus again, determined by what's going on, to produce melatonin. And melatonin then is the nighttime hormone that we produce to put us into those sleep cycles. So just quickly before we move on, Peter, I'm going to circle back to the start here. Around a third of us have insomnia at some point, yep. but virtually none of us look into it or, or seek help. Why is that, do you, do you think? I, I think people don't realise how, um, for me, you know, and for a lot of researchers, sleep is possibly, good quality sleep is probably more important, possibly more important to our health than diet and exercise. We don't respect sleep. We don't respect the fact that if we live for 90 years and you think about it, eight hours a day is roughly a third. If you live for 90 years, you're going to be asleep for 30 years. It's quite depressing, isn't it? It's quite depressing. (laughs) And because this day and age, like one of the big challenges I see with a lot of people is because that nerve, so we've got this natural rhythm that should happen, but the big thing that interferes with that pattern and we'll get into this in the next section of what the interferers to this pattern are. But as soon as that pattern's disturbed and, you know, we come home from work, we want to have another day to ourselves once we put the kids to bed, we just can't fit that many hours of wake time in. But we'll get into the, the causes in the next next section. I'm quite devastated to learn that I've been I've been asleep for the best part of fifteen years. <laughs> Well, some no, people, no wonder I'm not getting some anything people, done. Some people might suggest longer. I'm not sure on that one. No wonder I'm not getting anything done. Insomnia. Peter, we, we kind of covered what it is a little while back. Um, let's delve into some of the causes of this because, as always, to fix a problem, you've got to find out where it comes from, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the first first thing, as I was saying, is like sleep and our natural circadian rhythm go hand in hand and it's kind of you know when we're asleep so many amazing functions happen like our cerebral spinal fluid flushes through the brain and knocks out or washes away chemicals and compounds that can contribute to alzheimer's and dementia wow so, so it's like concentration a, like a cleaning it's, fluid it's like almost. a cleaning yeah it's like a, a real deep cleanse happens while we're asleep our liver detoxifies between 1 and 3 a.m. according to chinese medicine so um a lot of people that wake up between one and three. Interestingly, if you have a couple of wines when you're younger, you feel like you sleep better. But as we're getting older, if your liver's a bit more sensitive, a bit more stressed now, a couple of drinks now, and that's why people wake up between that 1 to 3 a.m. mark. You know, right. women often with a hot flush, but men will wake up in that time period because that's supposedly when the liver's working harder. So alcohol definitely can interfere with our sleep. Right, so, what, so you're saying that because at that point, 
at that older point, the liver's used to working hard as overcompensating because you've been a drink, a heavier drinker, but now you're not. No? Just, just wear and tear. Like I always think of the liver's like a you know pool filter. It's like when you're 20, you get a brand new pool filter. It doesn't matter what you throw in the water. Next day, it's all lovely and clean. But as we get older, one of the signs that your liver is more sensitive now is decreased tolerance to alcohol. Where, you know, a couple of glasses of wine is fine, but three will make you feel a bit crook. Where when you were younger, you might have been able to drink a lot more. So, And also um, coffee. If one coffee is fine, but two coffees makes you feel really anxious and jittery, then that's a sign to me that your liver's more sensitive now and needs a bit of love. Okay. So, a bit what, of TLC. So, so in uh, other words, it all catches up with you. This is where this <laughs> it ends. does. It does. Um, alcohol. So, alcohol is a big disruptor of that natural sleep pattern. And when we sleep, we should go into like six deep cycles deeper, 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 lighter, 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 deeper, deeper, deeper. And it's in these deep cycles is when we do a lot of detoxing and fighting cancer and all sorts of stuff. So, you want to make sure you're getting those good cycles. Mm-hmm. Coffee is another big disruptor of that natural pattern. And I always recommend, you know, if you're going to drink coffee, have limit it to one or two a day and definitely try and have it before ideally 10 a.m. in the morning, if not 12 o'clock at the latest because caffeine has a half-life or can have a half-life of six hours. So if you have a cup of coffee, six hours later, you've still got half a cup of coffee in your system. So you want to make sure that your, um, you know, any caffeine is really early in the morning so you're going to hopefully not go to bed and have that disrupted pattern. All right, mate, some uh, some other things that could be uh, causing our insomnia. Good old stress, always at the top Absolutely. of the list. Absolutely. And stress is, is, you know, everywhere. And it's not always stressful things. It can be just that we're so used to living to it at a fast pace that, you know, a lot of patients will say, you know, I've had such a big day today. I'm so going to sleep well tonight. But often that's their worst night sleep because they've overstimulated their nervous system they've gone to sleep but their nervous system's still pumping Mm. a bit too high and the other classic one is and this is a stress one like i always find my worst night's sleep of the week will be a sunday night and i don't think that i'm particularly stressed about monday and the week coming up but you know sunday night's always trying to get into bed a bit earlier but you know that's often going to be my worst night's sleep i think unconsciously Stressing about what's on that week, and I think I'll buy that a little bit, and maybe not necessarily because the week is going to be any bigger than any other, yeah. but maybe because you've allowed yourself to okay, we're relaxing now. It's the weekend, yeah, and now you've got to switch from that back to the regular week, Turn which back on, which does yeah. mean alarm clocks, which does mean thinking about things that have to happen. So stress, not necessarily the big stress, but just the the day to day stress. And and working is a stress when you think about it, like. You imagine how many hours you spend at work a week and how many years you do that. No other animal in nature goes out every day and spends all that time working. Like They might be out eating all day, but they're not out working all day to then... Yeah, it's a funny life that we all lead. Oh, let's come back as one of whatever those are. They eat all day and that's... <laughs> What's your job? Well, I'm, I'm, we are being programmed and designed to eat most eat of the day and the then day. sleep. Great. Well, unfortunately, that's, we try and do a bit of that too. Um, sleep environment's really important. You know, turning turning the lights down. You know, in the uh, as soon as everyone's at home of a night time, start turning lights down because um, too much bright light will keep us overstimulated. Make sure your rooms, you know, cooler, darker. Um, and I guess fall back into that technology phones and get off that stuff early. Too. Yeah, yeah, and really respect sleep. The funniest thing with sleep is we've lost respect for it. It seems to be something that oh god, I've got to go to bed now. I've got to get up tomorrow. But if we can really look forward to getting into bed. 
And the brain really only registers that you're relaxing and will only start to produce melatonin when you're horizontal. So I say to people, don't sit up watching TV. I'd rather you go to bed, be comfortable, brush your teeth, be to the toilet, house all dark. I'd rather you go to bed and watch TV in bed horizontally because you'll relax more and you'll go to sleep much quicker and easier than if you're sitting up in the other lounge room and your brain's still not registering that you're relaxing because you're sitting up and then you've got to go to bed and then you've got to relax all over it again. So go to bed early. The best thing you can do is go to bed earlier. What about if you're laying read. on the lounge? Well, it's hard to lay on the lounge comfortably, like you're always in a bit of a funny position, so I don't think you're really relaxing. Okay. I just thought I'd throw it out there. All right, uh, all, all those sort of things. Medications, I guess that makes sense if it's going to mess that up. Depression and anxiety and, and pain. Yeah, that's such a big thing these days, pain. And also depression and anxiety. Poor sleep patterns are, is definitely a big cause or contributor to anxiety and depression. But often one of the signs of anxiety and depression is a poor sleep pattern that's established over a period of time. So it can go both ways there. Peter, insomnia is the, the name of the game today. And if we haven't actually solved everyone's problem by putting them to sleep, uh, you've got a couple of... <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully we haven't put too many people to sleep, particularly if they're driving in No, car. they don't do that. Pullovers, revive, survive, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, there are a couple of herbs, though, that may help. Um, so I'm just going to let you run through them. Mexican valerian. So tell me about this. Yeah, well, valerian, valerian, valerian is a herb that's been around for a long, long time. So is Mexican valerian. But valerian, for some people, can be, and valerian's traditionally been used as a sleep herb. But for some people, it can, and if I have it, I'll get like really bizarre nightmares almost or funny dreams. So valerian itself doesn't really suit. But Mexican valerian. Hang on, you have nightmares after you have valerian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Disturbs my um, sleep cycle somehow. So, yeah, valerian can do that with some people. But um, that's why I like Mexican valerian. So it's often called nature's valium. So we you know, say that tongue-in-cheek because it's not addictive or anything like that. And um, studies have shown that it improves sleep quality, um, encourages the speed of falling asleep, and also encourages deep sleep. Um, so that's why, that's why it's so important is that it's not just like – I'll often prescribe people that have sleep problems, I'll get them on magnesium during the day to keep them calmer during the day and then we'll use a herb mix to help facilitate their natural melatonin production. <clears throat> and you'll find most sleep support, even sleep medications, will work on either getting to sleep or staying asleep. But you, if you can find one that does both, that's the bomb. So that's Mexican valerian. So we'd use that in a mix with other herbs. Um, another favourite of mine is California poppy. Beautiful bright orange flower. Um, it's part of the poppy family, but it does contain some what are called sedative alkaloids. Contains no real opium, obviously, like the traditional poppy plant, but um, very gentle and can, use, can be used with kids for sleep issues as well. So it's particularly about um, getting to sleep, but particularly if someone's got pain, um, anxiety, or if someone's got like a lot of restless legs or... Um, you know, leg spasms or leg cramps. So we might put California poppy in the mix. And sometimes I'll put California poppy, Mexican valerian, and another favourite of herb of favourite herb of mine for sleep is skullcap. It's got a it's got a cool name. It has, hasn't it? And skullcap <clears throat> traditionally is for um headaches as well. And as you can imagine it's that headache that feels like you're wearing a tight you know, cap. Yeah. So that like real tension headache. So um it's a Native American plant. Um, it's a powerful medicinal herb 
And um, it's also good for um, anxiety and stress as well. Um, and it contains a lot of herbs that um, give it its sedative and antispasmodic properties. Now, I note, note that it comes from the mint family. So does it have that minty freshness about it? No. Of course not. No. Of course, why would it? <laughs> herbs, why would anything that's good for you? Herbs traditionally taste terrible. But, you know, the old saying is if it tastes bad, it must be good for you. But keep in mind, like with insomnia, like the trick to treating it successfully is to try and work out what a person's contributing drivers are. Yeah. So we might, yes, use magnesium during the day. We may even use herbs of a morning to try and stimulate that wake-up response. And then we might use a sleep mix, particularly geared towards that person to help them get into that sleep pattern. And we might have to do that for you know four to six weeks, even up to 12 weeks to really retrain that's that actually person's my, nervous system or that, sleep cycles. That's actually probably going to be my next, I guess, final point is how, if we have to, to resort to one of these methods, or not that it's a bad thing, but um, how long would you, would you anticipate it generally takes? But I guess a, a month to three months is not that bad, particularly if you've been afflicted for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. And the benefits that getting getting the benefits of getting your sleep sorted are you know, help every health condition. Like sleep is our best anti-inflammatory. And you can get back to missing more of your life. <laughs> That's exactly right. So that'll be that your 30 years of your 90 years you'll be asleep for. And um, so as we were saying before, really important, make sure you've got a really good bed because we spend a lot of time there. And uh, make sure your bedroom's really healthy as well. Yeah, all of that stuff comes into play. All right, Peter, thank you so much as always. But we'll catch you next week for another Health and Wellbeing. Uh, right here at 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.